Welcome to the Daily Objective. Uh, it is a Saturday. As I've uh, mentioned, as we've uh, done last week, we will be uh, running the Daily Objective on weekends uh, as well for the time being during the war in uh, in the Middle East, um, which I expect will uh, will will you know to be a, be going on for some time uh although i don't think it should uh as as always uh you know we we've said in the past i uh, i've i've seen a little bit of uh western media coverage over the past few days and i think it's even more important that we give some updates for people who don't actually want to see that uh, uh some of the despicable ways in which this is covered in uh, in western media so but again we're not a news channel i am uh picking out some stuff, uh, uh, some, you know, basically headlines out of uh, what's going on in Israel. So uh, if, if you do want to get into more details, you will have to find sources that you uh, can stomach. Um, so uh, we've, we've been talking about the, uh, the issues in the north uh, between uh, Israel and Hezbollah. Uh, so uh, there have been 30 uh, rockets fired from, uh, from the north um over the past few hours or or day or so uh there there have been a little a few other uh incidents uh some uh, terrorists trying to cross the border some uh, potentially some drones sent over and uh, as of now it's just this war of attrition but of course hezbollah is keeping uh the idf busy up north uh while um uh, in near the gaza strip the IDF is pre uh, preparing, uh, presumably, for a, a massive ground uh, operation in, in Gaza, which uh, might be the moment in which Hezbollah decides now we can we can strike from the north when uh, when the IDF is is busy. Uh, and and speaking of uh, what the IDF says they'll do, so they're they're saying we are preparing for a, 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 an assault on Gaza from the air, from the sea, and from uh the land and uh, uh i don't know i mean i i, I don't particularly want to hear this kind of stuff in advance i'd like to see it rather than hear it um uh, we talked yesterday about the um about israel telling the residents of the north of gaza about a third of the gaza strip to evacuate um so they gave a 24-hour warning or 24-hour notice uh some have evacuated, uh, some have not. A couple of hospitals uh, have said that they are refusing to evacuate. Um, and uh, yeah, the question is, you know, I, I I remember when Obama said to Syria, you know, there's a there, this is the line in the sand, or however he put it, uh, with chemical weapons, yeah, yeah, with with chemical weapons, and of course they they used chemical weapons, and that that line was crossed, and Obama did nothing. And the question of whether or not the U.S should be involved in something like that is irrelevant here because i think once you do say that and you don't uh, uh follow through you are making a statement to the world that you are not you you don't mean business when it comes to um you know taking any military operation that you say you think is necessary so i hope israel isn't doing that i hope there will be um something uh that that would make those people in the north of Gaza who evacuated, glad that they evacuated, and those people who didn't, uh, neither glad nor not glad because they don't have the capacity to, to be either. But we will 
we will see uh, what happens with that. Um, the body count is, has not changed. Uh, last I heard, it was, as, as I mentioned, they are counting it by the hundreds. It was uh, 1,300 uh, last last uh, last I heard. And uh, I, I will repeat, and I'll maybe repeat this uh, every day uh, for the foreseeable future. We're trying to help in whatever way we can. One way we can help is Israel needs to get out of Israel and needs a place to stay uh, for a while, get in touch with us. And if anybody has a place outside of Israel where they can host people who, again, have to have to leave the country, also get in touch with us. So far, we've had uh, we've had some of both. Luckily, we've had more people offering places to stay than people uh, needing to leave. But we've had uh, a few people uh, to come to London, and I know others who have left and are not coming to London. So, uh, and and we've had offers from uh, from people in other countries. So please keep them coming, and uh, if if there's a need, we will let you know. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm here with James Valiant. Uh, we're going to talk about Israel's future, and uh, I I was you know I was kind of struggling with how what title we, we might have, and people who watch this later might see a different title if I uh, think of something better. Uh, but I am thinking kind of what what is what is the day for the war look like? Um, I have some thoughts on that, but I've been talking long enough. James, I will go to you first with that. A lot depends on how the war uh, goes down. As you say, I'm already a bit distressed that uh, the response already we, we it, we should have had already some response. Uh, you and I would have had, I think, a much stronger response and a much quicker response. I understand that there are hostages involved, and there. But you and I have also discussed. You, in particular, have discussed the morality of that particular moment and what the real needs of that moment are. Um, you know, uh, for years, Hamas has been lobbing missiles at Israel and for all the adults, and you make a great distinction with children, but for, and unfortunately children are put at risk by their parents, wherever they are. I mean, unfortunately children are dependent on the poor judgment, including the poor safety judgments uh, that their parents make, but they have been for every adult who's been remaining in a country that has been lobbing missiles at Israel year after year after year, um, I find it hard to believe that there is anyone semi-conscious uh, in Gaza right now who doesn't know uh, the kind of, and hasn't been in effect tacitly supporting the kind of government they have there. I hesitate to even call Hamas a government, but they must be treated like the sovereign entities uh, that they've been elected to be, which for the most part they are. Um, now, the future depends very much on the current on the present, I think the future of Israel and the future, frankly, of Prime Minister Netanyahu depend upon how this goes down and how he deals with this matter. Um, all the eyes of the world are on this right now. Um, all the more important, you say, unfortunately, you think it's going to take um, a long time. I agree with you that that would be very, very unfortunate. Um, the best way to end these things is overwhelmingly, powerfully, decisively, and quickly. And uh, when you are facing threats like that from Hezbollah in the north, uh, such a significant threat, 
I just want to remind um, our international viewers that Hezbollah has many more and many more powerful rockets than Hamas did. They've both been funded for years, millions and millions and millions of dollars worth from the government of Tehran. But again, again when you talk about the long-term prospects for the entire region, that's, of course, we always keep coming back to Iran. And um, I do not think, I mean, Hamas must be eliminated. Um, but even were we to eliminate Hamas, there will be another head come out of this Hydra. Uh, and uh, frankly, we must, uh, you know, my own government is uh, culpable to a large extent in because it's sanctioning of Iran for so long, for so long. Um, uh, and the, the very idea that, I mean, here we have Biden not wanting to admit that he's told uh, Qataris to suspend that the latest, or just the latest 8 billion, mind you. They haven't worried about uh, the billions in oil revenue they've let Iran have year after year after year, which has gone directly to support Hezbollah and Hamas and uh, supply these very weapons that invo involve this. So, uh, if I were president, of course, I wouldn't have diplomatic relationship with either Saudi Arabia or Iran. Saudi Arabia must eliminate these because uh, it's all government sponsored, you know, these hate preaching madrasas uh, in Saudi Arabia uh, until they stop uh, preaching the destruction of Israel and the West as a matter of government policy. I think it's utterly insane to, to have any discussions with uh, Saudi Arabia. Iran, I would be aggressive against. They have committed act of war after act of war against both Israel and the United States now, decade after decade after decade. We must eliminate the government. We must take active steps to eliminate the government in Tehran. That is the only long-term solution for the region, in my opinion. Um, but you're absolutely right. I think a lot will depend. If there is an inadequate response, if there is an inadequate response, though, to this, um, how many times do we have to be Cassandra, as I say? How many times do we have to make the prediction? More babies will die. I wish someone would give a thought to the future babies that will die here if effective and complete action is not taken, decisive action that has psychologically overwhelming impact on the people involved here. Um, that's my opinion. Uh, so something I forgot to mention in in my update at the beginning is uh, there was Israel did send some soldiers to some part of the north of Gaza uh, just because they um, they thought uh, that there were some bodies of uh, the hostages there and uh, that turned out to be uh, true. So they were uh, they did go in and get some bodies of hostages uh, who were killed. And uh, and and came out after that. Um, yeah. So when we when we look and, and actually the hostages is one of those issues. Where when we look at or when we think about the future, uh, it, it's it's good to look at the past and, and uh, look at the lessons of history. Uh, now, if we look at the lessons of recent history, uh, the hostages being a good example. Why, uh, you know. Hamas wants to kill as many Jews as possible, and they they killed uh, many many Jews in this operation. Yet they went out of their way in some cases to you know take take additional risk to bring back hostages rather than just kill them. Why is that? Uh, the reason that is is because Israel has told them with past Israel has told them uh, that they will release murderers in exchange for 
you know, for hostages in the case that we've mentioned a few times this past week, Gilad Shalit, uh, one soldier, uh, Israel released uh, over a thousand prisoners, over 400 murderers. Israel has released in the past uh, living terrorists in exchange for bodies of soldiers. And uh, and this is a statement to the enemy that, uh, you know, if, if you take hostages, we will pay, uh, we will pay a, a, a... I have to say that my own president has been no help in this regard. He's willing to uh, pay uh, billions to get people back from uh, Iran. Um, and you, it, I guess it behooves Islamic fanatics to take hostages. And what has America and Israel done but to send a message to every Islamic fanatic in the world that it, that taking hostages pays. What have we done? What have the leaders in both of our countries done but encourage just that, Razi? Yeah, yeah. And so when we talk about Israel's future, uh, the question, as you, as you mentioned uh, right at the start, is how, how Israel deals with it now and, uh, and how they deal with freeing the hostages. And the question there is, uh, you know, uh, we've said this as, as horrible as it, sounds like to fight this war properly you have to assume the hostages are dead or or fight it as if there are no hostages and if you can release any of them you militarily i i highly doubt that that's possible but that is the only way that you can do that it. is the only way if they have some brilliant plan and they have some opportunity and we know there's a chance of doing it of course of course we if you know there and i've heard uh Israel telling family members, I heard an interview from one mother whose children are hostages from uh, the Israeli government told her today uh, that her children are somehow still alive. She knows, now can you imagine a mother in that kind of situation? She knows her children are still alive. At least the Israeli government has told her that. I mean, what is, I mean, I am not, her emotional position, I cannot even imagine right now, but, and I'm aware of the human issue here but i'm also aware of what these animals did on saturday and how they treated people and how i, I warning you know it's well i have to have one of those caution warnings about some of the things i've heard about when we hear about the mutilated bodies when we hear about beheaded babies children burnt alive children burnt alive people raped young people raped next to the bodies of their dead friends when you hear about unspeakable evil that I cannot even wrap my head around, I cannot imagine what those hostages could be going through right now. And part of my concern is they're suffering right now. What's going on right now? They are, it's, you know, what are the odds that we're really ever going to get them back? And besides, we can in no way, shape or form reward these monsters for what they did in taking hostages, killing the hostage takers has to be the greater priority for all hostages that might ever be taken again. And as I say, and I keep saying, we have to think about the dead babies in the future. It is because of our appeasement of the past that we have these dead babies. So let us think, ladies and gentlemen around the world, about these dead babies, these children burnt alive and ask ourselves, what is it gonna to take to prevent that from ever happening again? That must be our overriding priority. Uh, and it does sound harsh to say that we basically have to treat them as uh, casualties already, but they are, but they are. Yeah, yeah. death Death might not be 
might might be the second uh, worst option in 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 uh, in their case. If you are under such horrible conditions in in Gaza, uh, I, I can yeah, I I, I don't want to imagine uh, what they're going through. And uh, but again, of course, if you if you're fighting a war, and this is another point about Israel's future is if you're fighting this war, even if, uh, you know, the worst case scenarios of, you know, Israel uh, in a ground operation in Gaza and then an attack from the north with a full might of Hezbollah, which will cause damage that, uh, you know, is, is far worse than what was done on Saturday. And then Iran themselves uh, take part, which, you know, how how that ends, I, I again, would rather not try to imagine. But even if Israel fights this war as it fought wars uh, before, you know, trying to protect civilians on the other side, but going in a little bit more forceful, uh, you know, damaging Hamas to a great extent, and then everything kind of quiets down. It is a statement for the future. If Hezbollah is not involved now, they they will, you know, they they will do their thing at a later date and will only get stronger between now and then. So I think Israel's future, I've, I've been pessimistic about Israel's future for a long time. I think Israel is heading towards its own demise by, by not uh, fighting back against its enemies. I think uh, it's the beginning of the end or, or further along towards the end if Israel doesn't completely eliminate Hamas, Hezbollah, and remove the Iranian regime in, in, uh, in, this, in this war. I don't see why uh, uh, our president is hesitating, uh, frankly, to call out. I mean, I do see why he's been appeasing them and uh, sanctioning this, and he is at least partially responsible for because of his sanctioning of Iran and because of it, he doesn't want to be perceived approaching an election. Uh, it, it should be clear to all Western leaders that this was an act of war by the nation of Iran. They have been funding Hamas and Hezbollah to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars for many, many years now. Um, and until we recognize that, as I say, the Hydra will grow more heads and stuff like this, terrorist acts like this will be happening. You know, we got Western leaders can't use their uh, uh, fuzzy glasses on this one and say, oh, Shiite versus Sunni. Oh, no, 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 no. Iran is funding terrorist groups of both categories. And the, the terrorist acts will continue to happen until we call Iran what they are, the enemy here, one of the enemies here, the source of the enemies here. And uh, in I, you know, I see unity, at least in Israel, to a certain degree. You guys were facing some of the greatest political and constitutional issues in your nation's history. And yet they seem to have been, at least for the moment, largely put aside so that there can be unity to fight uh, a war that needs to happen. At least that's the perception uh, compared to any other uh, perception that we have. That's at least what we, we're getting. Uh, in the United States, unfortunately, uh, we can't pick a Speaker of the House. Even under these circumstances, the Republicans, who are supposed to be the friends of Israel, mind you, are still all caught up in their problems. Uh, rather than be able to pick a Speaker of the House when an international crisis of this dimension is going on, but world's you know leading military power can't get its act together uh, in its uh, main legislative body. So, um, but I've been critical of 
you and I have both been critical of Netanyahu, and I will be even more critical of Netanyahu if he doesn't do uh, half of what's effective uh, in eliminating Hamas here. Um, uh, I have to say I am not terribly hopeful that we will get the kind of response that we will get. But this is not the week, Mr. Donald Trump, to be criticizing the Prime Minister of Israel, about whom uh, you and I have both been critical in the past and are probably not very terribly hopeful about the future uh, with. But this, frankly, as an international matter, Razi, an international leader should not be calling Hezbollah smart. They should not be because uh, uh, Mr. Netanyahu recognized uh, Biden as president, have a personal vendetta. And Mr. Trump's own little fragile little ego tells him he's the only one in America who could handle this uh, properly from our perspective. Uh, I'm disgusted with some of the response here with Mr. Trump, uh, with our uh, inability to get our uh, speaker even in our most important legislative body at a moment like this. At a moment like this, ladies and gentlemen, we yeah, have yeah. To... It is important to remember uh, that is actually Trump's issue with Netanyahu, as far as we know. Uh, uh, you know, Trump lost the election. Netanyahu does did what leaders do when when there are elections in other countries. You call the person who was voted in, whether you like them or not, uh, and congratulate them on their victory. And Netanyahu did that. And Trump, of course, uh, uh, was saying the election was stolen. Uh, so. Uh, he he didn't uh, appreciate that, and uh, we we hear that now. But in terms of the political turmoil in Israel, yeah, it was it it was um, you know the the most uh, split politically uh, the country has been most split in uh, in its history. It's uh, it it was really unprecedented, and then of course the terrorist attack was the biggest uh, the deadliest day uh, in Israel's history. Um, the issues there are have not gone away, and we're going to talk about some of the issues in Israeli politics. Uh, I think later this week, they haven't gone away, but uh, yeah, the, the, the thing that both sides seem to agree on is uh, that this should never happen uh, again, and they should uh, take whatever action necessary by their standards. I think the action uh, they're likely to take is not enough, and uh, I wanted to make another point about you know when you when you think about the future, you look at the past. And one other thing we can look at is uh, we, we call this uh, Israel's 9-11. Uh, let's look at America's response to 9-11 and, and the results of that. So America, you know, had a, had a list of potential targets. I, I think, you know, going through the list would have been uh, not a bad idea. But uh, uh, America went uh, first after the the kind of easiest target on, on that list in terms of building an international co international coalition. Uh, as as uh, Harry Binswanger mentioned on uh, HBTV, um, you know, the, they, they started by dropping uh, food and medicine. And uh, uh, so uh, the way that war is fought, I think we saw when 20 years later, uh, the, the Taliban got back in power in, in Afghanistan. They went after Iraq because that was also, we remember the protests and the, the fact that uh, France was going around trying to prevent it from happening. But there was a much wider coalition that America would have built uh, if they wanted to go after Iran. So uh, Iraq was target number two. I think that kind of... Uh, um, basically that kind of approach of you need you need a you need a consensus 
of other countries that were not attacked and uh, and don't necessarily have our best interest uh, in mind. And uh, and and you need to watch out for civilian casualties. That is the way you you lose a war. That is the way you indicate to future aggressors that you will not fight back fully. And um, yeah, th this I think this is what is. I would never be elected president of the United States, but if I were ever elected president of the United States, if it were just me and Israel, if the entire world were screaming that we were war mongers, war criminals, um, uh, worse than any dictators that had ever existed in history, I, and if it was just Israel and the United States alone going after to take down the Iranian government, I, it, it would be one of the most important and noble causes that we could do right now. Uh, objectivists have been predicting uh, for decades that our appeasement of Iran would cause continued nightmares. Our inadequate response at 9-11 obviously didn't stop the issues. We are just as much at risk today as we were then. Um, you know, these people have all the patience in the world. They are culturally, religiously committed to their hatred of Jews, hatred of Western civilization. We have to take them at the, their word. We have to take Iran at their word. We have to take Hamas's charter at its word. They want the Jews to be killed, destroyed, Israel destroyed, and they want to fight Western civilization in every way they can. And when you see something like what happened last week, it is quite obvious that they very much mean it. Um, uh, and unless, until and unless we take uh, clear, military decisive action against the right enemies this will go on and this will continue to go on and i do fear for the future of israel uh absent that yeah so uh we've mentioned that uh all shows on arc uk's youtube channel uh other than the daily objective and uh the reality show are uh on pause at the moment and uh, uh we are basically talking about nothing but this war on all on all these shows and we are doing uh weekend shows by the way our our um members only activities uh are going on so uh, uh we we need to wrap up because in three minutes uh for platinum and above platinum members and above there is uh the ARCUK philosophy forum uh but I will say that uh James you will be joining me again tomorrow and uh you mentioned objectivists have been saying this for decades tomorrow is Leonard Peacock's 90th birthday. It would have been nice to celebrate it in a different way, but we will be uh, covering this topic and covering particularly Peacock's uh, um, warnings and uh, advice and statements over the years uh, about uh, confronting uh, the threat of Islamic terrorism. So uh, that is that is tomorrow's show. We do have uh, many super chats. I want to thank everybody for your super chats. Uh, Jonathan, uh, sent, Jonathan Honig sent $10 and another $5. Jeff Bannister with uh, one Canadian dollar. Luca with 10 Swiss francs uh, says, thanks Razi and the whole ARC UK team for the continuous coverage on uh, the new terrorist atrocities in Israel's response. People of Israel, be strong as you are on the right side of history. Uh, thank you, Mark, for a $10 super chat. Uh, Jonathan, again, with $5, says, resaving the hostages. What about the famous red raid on Entebbe? Uh, that is a 
Good point. Uh, but that's a very, very different situation. I think uh, it was, uh, you know, they were all held in one place. Uh, you know, Israel knew how to get there. I still think it, it was, it was, you know, uh, risky. And of course, the uh, the person, you know, Netanyahu's brother uh, was killed in that raid. Um, so, but yeah, uh, trying to rescue hostages from Gaza, where they're uh, probably possibly in tunnels they're scattered uh, across the city they can be moved quickly they have uh essentially the entire gaza population uh taking part in uh you know in in this uh, operation in one way or another um or or at least they can they can recruit the the local uh, um you know people the local the citizens there to uh help them out i I think it would be uh, a, a mission that has zero chance of success. I think maybe in in particular cases where uh, the, the terrorists screw up, you have very good intelligence. Maybe that would be possible. But again, in in the wider scope of this war, uh, that that's how you need to consider it. And uh, are you going to stop uh, efforts to destroy Hamas in order to save a hostage? Again, a horrible thing to say because it's a life of an innocent human being. But um, I think no. In in that case, you um, overall have have to fight the war first and and foremost. Um, Wes sends a ten dollar super chat. Says thanks for uh, constant analysis uh, of this issue. Much appreciated. Thank you, Wes. Uh, and we have another five Canadian dollar super chat from Jeff Bannister. Thank you, everybody, for uh, your your super chats and for for watching. Uh, I know people, uh, more people than usual, have been watching our shows, and I think uh, people have been sharing as well. So please do share if you think this content is valuable uh, and perhaps a, a good contrast to the the content you see uh, in in news channels. Uh, and of course, uh, like, uh, and uh, that that helps with the algorithm. Uh, all right, James, we will be back here tomorrow. I believe it's 6 p.m. UK time, so not 5.30 at the, at the usual time of uh, the reality show and not of uh, uh, the Daily Objective, um, but it will be the Daily Objective. It will be you and me. Uh, so I will see you here. And uh, thanks again, James. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.